or not. Apparently, we're not high fidelity. Welcome to Blog Talk oh, Radio. Wait, there we go. There it is. In high fidelity. <laughs> All right. Good afternoon, everybody. It's a QBO show. Woody Adams here along with Stacey Kildall. And uh, it's 2 o'clock Pacific, so about 5 Eastern. So happy to have you aboard. And thanks for listening, you know, either now or over the next week or two. Uh, we're going to be going through questions, you know, features and functionality in QBO, QBA. So pretty exciting just to finish some Q&A that Stacey and MB Ramundi had from a CERT event a while back. Stacey, uh, yep. how's it going there today out in Michigan? Uh, it was rainy, kind of a crappy day, so Eric and I decided to go to the movies. We did uh, Today was week five of Stacey K Academy, which is um, client scoring. And for those of you who haven't had the budget to do um, Stacey K Academy, next in the September, at the September VCon, I'm doing a high level, not a deep dive like we do in Stacey K Academy, but for the Intuit VCon, I'll be doing a session on client scoring, so a little, little taste of Stacey uh, K Academy. But anyway, it was rainy, and so after uh, week five of Academy got done, Eric and I headed to the movies to see Despicable Me 3, and I'm just going to say I had zero expectations for this movie. I really did <laughs> not expect anything from this movie, and it was actually um, it was pretty good. It wasn't horrible. I'll just say that. Yeah, we hated it. I mean, Nick and I hated it. The kids had fun. Oh, all right. The kids and I, kids had fun at that, but Nick and I thought it was, it was terrible, man. (laughs) It's, it's not, you know, it's not, (laughs) it's not as bad. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. I couldn't either. I was as pleasantly surprised with this as I was with, the Angry Birds movie because I really was expecting the Angry oh, Birds okay. movie to be yeah. horrible, but um, it it was not unwatchable. I will say that. Um, I don't think I would yeah. pay seven dollars or six dollars yeah. or whatever it was to go see right. it again. But if it were on cable, I I and Eric wanted to watch it, I would I would watch Despicable Me three again. So I'll just say that. So anyway, how are you? How are you doing? I'm okay. Hanging in there at a, yeah. uh, you know, presenting, you know, doing demos and stuff, um, things like that. So. Well, that's good. What did uh, you demo today? Um, one was just, I think, uh, you know, when you're when you're demoing QBA and QBO, and and firms are even using it for a while, but they, you know, they just the tab browsing thing, right? I mean having yeah. multiple windows open and, 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 you know, the new one I like um, is to use the reclassified transaction window for bird's eye and reports. I just, I haven't really shared that a lot. Um, you might've told me, someone told me a long time ago, but anyway, and, and they're like, what, you know, cause it's, they might, they're probably not even using the tool on desktop. Right. I mean, not everybody right. adopted client data review. Right. I mean, if you look at the, right, exactly. the usage of it, it's low, which, you know, and, and no matter <laughs> how many low. years we tried to, right, yeah, no matter how many years we tried to have people adopt that. So it's going to be similar, you know, um, in theory. But when you show them that, because the, even with the, the tab browsing and the two reports open, it's still not as fast to, bird, when you're just bird's eyeing a report and making sure, like, 
okay, there's only journal entries in the fixed asset account or whatever else you guys do. Whereas the batch classified window, I mean, that's just one window and boom, you can just choose balance sheet accounts and click down the list and they, they were floored over that, you know, which is pretty cool uh, to hear. <laughs> and so it's mostly just that. I mean, it, they have tons of QBO clients, but they don't like the platform, and it's really mostly because of the navigation workflow. It's really, for the most part. And, and then the firms that understand about the, the, you know, it's better than doing file transfer, and they're just adding QBO clients. And they have their little pet peeves of what they want QBO to have, but it's not like – they don't hate it, right? They just are like, yeah, well, I'm sure right. into it. We'll, we'll we'll develop this and that and, and stuff like that. It would be cool. So we just we just like being online. We like collaborating in that way, and th and that's great. You know, these are firms of the future or any firm. But you'll have a firm that has 30 clients, but they might just really grin and bear the experience. So if you can show them just a couple things on the navigation piece, then it then they can focus more on the original benefit, right? Why are we even doing this? As opposed to, you know, right. the stuff so, that gets in the way. So that, that's what I've been demoing so a lot and, and been just presently surprised question, by, you know. Yeah, my question for you about the battery class, are you talking about how, like, you can just kind of, like, pick, like, an, like if they don't have inventory, let's say it's a service-based company and you look at invoices, or you look at like uh, expenses or cost of goods account, and you see invoices. You know, is that what you're talking about? You know, that you should go check. Yeah, yeah, like like they yeah, they yeah, go yeah. they go through accounts, and they drill into the usual suspects, as I I call it. And I'm sure you, you guys, you know, I, mean, I probably picked that term yeah. up from you all because I don't do this for you know I don't have clients really. But anyway, so they'll go through the usual suspects and look for the red flag transaction types that shouldn't be in there. Because then they know this is probably something. Yeah, wrong. and and there's you know I've used, there's a bunch of accounts they'll click in and yeah, so that's my that's one of my big uh, tips and tricks about uh, battery classify. Right. I have used. I probably used heard it from classify. you and then just started sharing it, you know, and like people oh, are like, really? it's okay. like gold. I, I had no idea. I mean, for years I wish I had thought of it and just added it to part of my workflow, but I just. It just came up one day because someone was so frustrated, and even with the two tabs open, that I was like, well, let's just go to the batch of classify instead. And she's like, what? And she was, like, blown away. And then I'm like, wow, I've known this for, like, five years. <laughs> I haven't even, yeah, yeah. even talked it's, about it's, it, and it's terrible. Is, <laughs> if, you know, that's what I tell people is for nothing else, it's a great way to make sure that, like, their items are set up. It's a really quick way to make sure that the items, the products and services are set up and they're right. pointing to the right account. Right. It's the right. It's a great way to make sure, like, that everything is being posted the right way, and then you kind of have a good starting point to know where to do cleanups. Um, and I actually use Battery Classify and have always used Battery Classify more for yeah. that than for yeah. Battery right? Classifying, actually. Um, and it's because, and the reason why I use it that way is because I use client data review so much in desktop. So. I could never understand yeah. why nobody really adopted the client data review and desktop because it was probably the, I think the best tool that we had in desktop accountant like ever. Like it was, I, I used that in desktop once it came out probably more than anything else that yeah. like ever um, because it's just a really oh, amazing tool. So to show and stuff. You I'm know? really I wish glad we had that more you're of those showing tools that. In. That's really cool. 
The other thing I that wish we had more of those tools in uh, the toolbox. Yeah. yeah. Now, one of the things that Heather Satterley always mentions when we're talking about re- batch reclassify is, um, and I always forget to mention it, and she always mentions it, is that if you have a QBO account that, and they're just starting, you know, they're just starting to use um, classes, Batch Reclassify is the best way to go through and take all of those old transactions and reclassify them. Even so that they, even if you just take, like if you start and you say, okay, in 2000, I've had my QBO file for like four years and I'm just going to start using uh, class, you know, class tracking. And I just started it in 2017, like at the beginning of the year, what are you going to do with those other three years? One of the things that you can do that's really cool is you can go and reclassify all of those. You can create like a class like called, you know, like, uh, like, you know, old classes or unclassed or, you know, whatever you want to name it and just take, so you don't have to go through each one of the transactions and reclass it the, the way that you need to, you know, you don't want to take three years worth, but you can, and you can class it properly, or you can just reclass all those old, transactions because it's really annoying what we have, I have found is that clients when they pull uh, reports up and they want to look at a P&L by class over you know forever then everything shows up as unclassed and they want to have it they don't want it to show up on a report as unclassed so I like battery classify for new class tracking users as well so anyway totally, as well man. as checking it's really cool. so um, I'm glad that you're showing that that's uh and that's a good, nice tip and trick to start the uh, start the show off with. So, yeah. Do you want a question? Do you want yeah, me to totally. ask, ask you a question? Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Yeah, that'd All right. be cool. So, um, here's the first question. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Premier Contractor, is this yeah. only a desktop oh, application, or uh? What QBO version can provide the same services as desktop contractor? Well, I mean, there are workarounds for Plus. You got to start in Plus, and there's workarounds for that. But I still have kind of grown tired of workarounds, and would rather pay the money for an app that does it better. So I'm going to suggest we had them on Noify. They're great for residential yep. contracting. They handle most of yep. that stuff, and I think it's. Unless you only have a couple jobs that you work on, and then you could follow Stacy's setup and sub-customer method and that kind of stuff, um, and and that's great. But if there's a lot of jobs, and and instead of having to create a budget for every single customer job and stuff, and I don't know, I just think Noify would be what I would do for that if I had enough jobs to to warrant it, which is probably I don't know what the over/under is, but maybe ten. <laughs> I don't know. When does it become too Yeah, I don't know either. I think right? it so. has more to – yeah, well, I think the workaround has more to do with, um, like, if it has more to do with progress invoicing. If you have a large volume of progress invoicing that you need to do, that workaround is not going to be the best option. Um, and I think, if you, like you said, if you have a large volume of jobs as well. So um, the only thing – that re- and it's in the budgeting. So if it's it's a, just a volume of transactions and a, vo- a volume of projects. Speaking of projects, um, you can also kind of get um, 
a P&L, you can get, you can start tracking projects. If you go to the gear icon and you go to QuickBooks Labs, there's something in labs right now in beta called projects. And it kind of allows you, you don't have to necessarily use sub customers to track a job. You can use this new projects tool. So if you guys haven't heard that, you should check it out. Um, I'll probably be doing an article about it, you know, in all the, during the free time that I have for um, Stacey K Academy, but I'm hoping to get that done. And then I just updated the job costing uh, PDF. So if anybody uh, is looking for that, just get a hold of me and I can send you a link for that. I got another question. You ready for another question? For sorry. Another question? Yes, totally. Sorry. I was muted. I was muted. Sorry. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do I create an invoice for billable charges? Uh, invoice for billable got. charges. Oh, right. So when you go cre- create the invoice, I mean, you can do it from the sales window if you have some billable time or the customer's window if you have some billable time. There's an option to create invoice. But if you go to the invoice and choose a customer, then assuming you've checked off the box to make it billable, and that's a setting in plus, and that's a plus thing, um, right. you uh, will see in the drawer will kick open on the right. And it'll you know list expense, time, delayed charge, uh, uh, whatever is the other option. Items, even material, you can pass through. But um, then you can just click add. You can add them all. You can add just what you want. There's even a setting, but I guess that one you got to be careful with because if you want to pick and choose what goes on the invoice, don't turn on the setting. But there's an advanced setting to, for invoice automation, which will just create invoices from any unbilled activity in the file. So that's right. real powerful, but in the hands of some, that could be deadly. You know what I mean? In the hands of some, so. it could be disastrous. <laughs> it's potentially disastrous. disastrous. Yeah, maybe not deadly. I, I don't know what I'm thinking. That's like, it must be the arugula. It could be deadly. Uh, yeah, you, don't know. you don't know how unstable some people are. You <laughs> never know. So, oh, my gosh. But the act itself Wow, not, I don't know. You know I'm just saying, so I yeah. like I like the automatic billing because for usually for time, if you're doing it, if you have a client or if you are tracking a project um, based on time, and I know there are some people out there who think you should never track time, and that's totally cool, um, but sometimes it's hard. I still think that sometimes it's hard to gauge. And like Hector Garcia and I were having a text conversation today and he said that sometimes time is the only kind of measurable thing that clients and like we can agree on. Like it's the only thing that we're ever kind of going to be on the same page about. So sometimes you have to just say, Hey, I have no idea how long this is going to take me. So I'm going to give you an estimate, but let's do it hourly. Um, and so if you're doing any kind of hourly, what I like to do is an engagement letter. And it, this works really well if you're using QuickBooks payments because then you don't have to wait to get paid, but you can do it for, We'll do it for invoicing. That's what we how we do it. So what we do is, because I don't think you can have QuickBooks create a sales receipt and process it from um, unbilled time. So it still works with payments. So you, what you do is you put in the engagement letter, hey, we're going to bill you for our time each week. We're going to create an invoice for the time that we have um, accrued. And we're going to create that invoice. And you're going to get it every Friday. 
And then in the engagement letter, you say, and then you have until, you know, the following Wednesday or the following Thursday or whatever to dispute the time that we have. And if we don't hear from you, basically, we're going to charge the card or um, draft the bank account that we have on file. Um, and just re- and then you have to go in and manually receive a payment. So this is really great because when you set up that automated invoicing, you can put your time into QBO and have that automation set up so that all you have to remember to do in this process is enter the time and mark it as billable. And then if you set the automation to create an invoice every Friday for anything that has any time or expenses that have been marked billable, then it will create that mm-hmm. invoice. Um, and you don't have to remember to do it. All you have to remember to do is go in the next week and receive the payment. So it it works really well uh, in the right situations. Like you said, it could be um, slightly disastrous if you're not uh, careful. Yeah, yeah. Right, totally. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. They, they have the setting, and then, and then if you want to control it for a particular customer instead of just all, because the setting will impact anything. Yeah. But then you have the recurring right. transaction, so you could just isolate a customer, yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, cool. Signing up for the QBA, I'm asked to enter an accounting firm and zip code. If I am just starting up as the accounting entity, can I use my name and residential zip code? Uh, Yeah, because, I mean, that can be edited at any time. Yeah, you can go in and change. Like, if you don't know, um, you can say, hey, my my firm name is Stacy's Firm. And then you can, if I decide down the road to change it to Stacy's, awesome firm i can go in and change that it's no big deal yeah and you can even like That's you easy. know people get locked into their email but what if they signed up had a qbo cert event or something and they uh right. used an email address and it wasn't the one they wanted so they're like oh crap i gotta start a, up a new qba and that's not true you, you just invite the, the email you want as a team member and then transfer the master admin and then make the other one inactive. So, I mean, there's stuff like yep. that. And I think you can even maybe even change your login. I think when you go to the profile under the gear icon, I think there's an option to change email address and password. You might be able to change it there. Or you can even – the other place is accounts.intuit.com. Like if you want to add security stuff, like my phone number, but I forgot to and I keep getting asked this. Right, right. I, I get asked Digit code now and again. You can add your phone number there at accounts, so plural dot intuit.com. And uh yep. yeah, man. And a lot of awesome. times what I do just to um make sure that it's right is I will I will call support and say, Hey, I have the wrong I've had to do this. Like, hey, this is attached to the wrong email address, how do I change it? And support can actually do it on the back end, I think, too, can't they? I've had them or was that just me because I had such a mess? Can you call support uh, and have that? Yeah, in? I mean, no, I think there's others have. Yeah, I think it's. I think others have had that too. Yeah. You know? So I mean, if all else fails, call support and they can totally hook you up with it. Which I had a mess because I had like what eight years worth of Intuit accounts and fifteen. What did you find? Forty-four different Intuit IDs the last time you looked for me. I think you found forty-four like Intuit realms or Intuit IDs the last time you looked. Do you remember? Oh, I think it was, yeah, it was around 40 that I can remember. Yeah, it was bad. And then you and I were like, ha, 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 ha. We were both laughing about the fact that I had 44 different Intuit IDs. So, anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so here's oh one 
Um, here's one. Uh, I tried to attach receipts. Uh, I tried to attach. I tried to attach receipts when sending an online invoice, and it didn't work right. Did I just do something? <laughs> Did I just Why? do something what? wrong? And the short answer is yes. Like, <laughs> I want to answer this. Yes, you did. Like, <laughs> right? Wouldn't the short answer <laughs> be that? I tried to, I tried to attach receipts. Attach receipts when sending an online invoice, and it didn't work right. Do I just do? Oh, you know, it's funny. I tried yeah. to as well, and I, I forgot to check the box when I attached the attachment. So... Right. Yeah. So the I mean, answer so I was is like, yes, where's my, where's my, wrong. yes, you can. <laughs> right, right, right. It's wrong and you can do it, but there is a checkbox um, that you want to include it in the email. And so that's right. I, exactly. I, I tested it out. And I was like, hey, my attachment didn't come through the emailed invoice. And then I went back to make sure it wasn't user error. And it was, I just forgot to check the box. It's really small. So <laughs> It is really small. <laughs> I totally, I can totally feel their pain, you know, and, you know, I've been doing this a long time, but you see, I mean, it's easy to make mistakes, I think, and forget and all that stuff. Well, <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those things where QuickBooks just did it. Like, you know, like I don't know what happened. QuickBooks just did it. It wasn't me. Couldn't have been user right. error. QuickBooks just did it. <laughs> right. All right, I so know. this is a short show. We <laughs> quick I don't know what happened. QuickBooks just did it. So we have um we have a half hour show, so we have just a couple more minutes left. Um, here's one. Um, what if several clients pay their invoices on the same day? Will it batch together? So this is like a QuickBooks payments question. So if I send you, Woody, batch an together. invoice, and you pay me today, and I send Bryce an uh -huh. invoice, and he pays me, and I send Richard, and he pays me, you guys, all three of you pay me today, Am I going to get three separate deposits, or am I going to get one deposit for all three? So is it going to batch, or are they separate? Or are they um, are they separate deposits? Uh, you know, I just don't do enough with payments to to I I don't do it live, so I, I'm assuming that it's going to be uh, I don't know. I would hope it batches, but you, you would know this better than me. It will batch. So the, here's what the thing. So it kind of depends. So if you guys, what I have found is that every once in a while, like if I get two payments with a credit card and one with an ACH, then they're going to batch out because they're separate. That's what's happening to me. I don't know if that works, if it's supposed to work that way. But if I send three, if I get three payments today and they're all credit cards, I'm going to get three separate received payments in QuickBooks Online, and then I'll get one deposit showing up in the bank. So they batch together. Right. And what I really like about it is a lot of merchant services will make the deposit. They'll batch the deposit out at the end of the day, and they take the batch, and they do daily fees, but what they do is they take the fees off of the deposit. So you have to you can't just match it up to any deposit, but with QuickBooks payments, one of the things I really like about it is it batches all of the payments from one day together and puts the deposit in. You still have separate payments that have been received in QuickBooks, but you're still paying the fees every day, but they come out completely separate as a, to as a completely separate transaction. So you'll see the deposit 
uh, and then the same day you'll see the fees for the, the credit card fees on the same day. So it does a daily fee, so you're not getting hit at the end of the month with one lump sum for merchant fees. Okay. But it uh, also right, doesn't right, right. take That's... the it doesn't take the fees off the top of the deposit. So the deposits in QuickBooks will always match what's coming through the bank feed, and that's one of the right, my favorite right. things Right, right, because imagine, that's a good point. Payments. Imagine like someone doing credit card, which is a percent. So if we lumped it, and it was like $10,000, right, that fee would be a lot. Well, uh, and I have clients sense. who that – yeah, and I have a client who they do – I have two clients who have terminal fee. Like they have a terminal, right? They have like a credit card machine. And we can set those accounts up either as daily or as monthly, but we have them set up as monthly because it's usually only a few hundred dollars, between three and six hundred dollars a month, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, and the reason why we do it is because if, unless we batch, if we do a daily fee payment, then the fees get pulled out and I have to go through. It's a really difficult way because it's not QuickBooks payments, it's a terminal. So it's easier if it's a ter if you're not using like if you're using a terminal. I found that a lot of them it's easier to have it batch at the end. But that's my favorite one of my favorite things about QuickBooks payments is that the the batch deposits all together and then the fees are the same day as a separate transaction and it's kind of a big deal. It makes um, the recording and doing the bookkeeping a lot easier. So oh, that is so that's awesome. That's, I should yeah, it is get some really bullet awesome. points from you sometimes and to share with the sales teams, you know. I know that comes up and I just I never hear people saying that and to me that's like the real value of it, you know what I mean? I mean there's value well, in not having AR. But I I'm just saying, right? I mean yeah. Yeah, like that I think is a big huge deal for the bookkeeper for um for the user who's receiving the payments, the fact that all they have to do is send the invoice and then when you pay online, everything kind of happens on the back end. That's another huge selling point, too. That's a huge benefit as well. And then, the, obviously, the recurring transactions and things like that. But for me as a bookkeeper, it's so nice to know that, oh, hey, they took 15 credit card payments in today, whether it was manually through QBO or through the invoicing portal with online payments. But regardless of how they came in, I know that the deposits are always going to, the deposits coming through the bank feed and from the merchant service are always going to match the total of the, the payments that were received that day. And then the fee is separate and it's big, makes the accounting so much easier. So yeah, there you go. Right. Nice. All right. We have uh, a couple more questions. Um, we have like three more minutes left. I'm going to ask this one for you. Uh, can I have an other name list in QBO? Like in desktop. You no, know, desktop that'd be sweet, right? Employees. No. I know, that'd be sweet. No, I don't can't. want other names. Oh, you don't? Okay. No. Remember, I just always find the other names list like peaceful. You know, you just kind of go in there and relax for a while um, <laughs> vendors is so vendors is so chaotic man uh, it's an old radio free quickbooks joke mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah but then you have the other names list and if it's not other names you can't do anything i'm glad that we don't have other names. i know i know it's, uh, it's no, cool no it's, 
But and what happens, Stacey, well. when you convert from desktop and they have a bunch of other names? What happens? They become vendors, don't they? Yeah, right. Become vendors. No way to prevent that train vendor from names. stopping. No, that train is <laughs> rolling on through. the other names. <laughs> But I still now and again still I'll I'll be on a demo and someone will be like yeah you know I just wish I wish we had the other names because we used to like tag that to transactions and I'm like what <laughs> you know what I would use other names for now is probably those zero dollar transactions if I yes, had them in QBR I would use them for sure. zero dollar transactions like the yeah, sales or, or like the daily sales. summary receipt or something daily sales summary from point of sale or some other point of sale system or whatever I don't know I'm sure there's many scenarios. The the Sleater book or whoever does you know Joe's tips and tricks and things that are really good tips and tricks but sometimes they're not really good for some clients you know what I mean Yeah I would want other names to, oh we have one minute left so that, that's the only reason I oh, yeah. want is for like to attach to attach documents to like sales tax or payroll tax um, accounts oh you yeah can't attach, you can't attach documents to sales tax payments or uh, payroll tax payments. So I go in and create a zero dollars transaction in the liability registers. The other reason I think I would want them is for statements as well. I create zero dollar transactions to upload statements to like bank account, credit card, things like that. That's just me though. Oh, and I think, to that. I think yeah, that's okay. it. That's good. Yeah. yeah all right. We, we can save the other three left. for hopefully we'll more for next week. You know. Yeah. Like that. That was an easy. That was no, a fun, good. quick show. I like the half-hour show. Already changing the date to 8:24. Uh, there you go. On the document, so just do it on the fly. We're on it. All right. You don't don't forget. Don't forget. Don't in it. A buskadan later. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye.